Welcome back to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast. I'm your host, Jalen Bowden, and today we're expanding our understanding of what it means to live in this new creation reality. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is now Christ who lives in me, and the life I live in the flesh, I live it by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. To truly understand your identity in Christ and everything it comes with, you have to understand what Christ has accomplished on the cross. The sacrifice of Jesus is what gives us permission to consider ourselves dead to sin, meaning that sin has completely lost its power. We're no longer slaves to it, but free to live in the fullness of God's love and righteousness. There's so much more to unpack here, so let's turn it over to Graham Cook. Probably one of my favorite um, chapters in the Bible. I'm just going to read you a portion of it, and it's from Romans chapter 6, verses 3 to 11. You don't have to follow it, but just maybe close your eyes if you want and, and listen. It's nothing like letting the word just wash into your heart and your mind. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Fabulous. See, in the perception of God, your old nature is dead. The cross sets us free, and all his language is past tense when you listen for it. So when you read through that scripture, 
you have to look at it, the language is past tense. Here's the thing with God is that he knows that we have a capacity to be present past and present future. Being present past means that there are things from our past that are still coming up and affecting us in the present. Well, the cross delivers us from a present past lifestyle. And it delivers us to a present future lifestyle because the, the, the gospel, the cross, gives you a present in the presence of God. So I am now present with God right now. I may not be everything that he wants me to be yet, but I'm, I'm heading there. But right now, I'm wonderful. And I'm going to be more wonderful as I take on more of who Jesus is. So now I'm learning to be present and future with God. So <clears throat> key number one is that in the perceptions of God, your old nature is dead. Key number two is in, actually it's in Romans 6, verse 6. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. In accordance with the strict purposes of God, here's the thing. You were too bad to be cleansed. You had to be crucified. Jesus didn't just die for you. He died as you. So that when he died, you died. That is not a figurative thing. It's not a symbolic thing. That's something that happened in the heart of God. That when the father was watching the son die, he saw every one of us on that cross with him. When he died, we died. And when he was buried, we were buried. And when he rose again from the dead, we rose again from the dead with him. So there's a verse in scripture that says that Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. What does that mean? It means before Genesis 1-1, there was a conversation in heaven where you know, the original community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, are sitting together and talking about making a world and populating it with people and uh, empowering all of them to have fellowship with us. And we're going to make them in our image. We'll make them just like us. We'll teach them to be peaceful, loving, kind, generous. We'll teach them to be peaceful, joyful. And we'll teach them how to laugh like we laugh. And we'll have fellowship and it'll be wonderful. <clears throat> and that's one part of the discussion. The next day they picked up the conversation and it's, well... <clears throat> We need to make sure that all of these people have free will. So they're choosing us because they want to choose us because we don't want, we don't want relationships with clones or robots. We want people who choose us out of delight and desire. So then the question then becomes is, so what, about, what do we do for all those who don't choose us? People who even deny that we exist or even make up a religion that says, you know, that this is how we really want to live and not like this and we don't want to be under God or anybody else. So it's at that point in that conversation that Jesus makes a statement that he would come 
and leave every, all of his glory behind and be fashioned as a man, live as a man in right standing with God, and that he would die for the sins of the world, and that all those sins will be heaped on him, and he would, set, he would take away the sins of the world, and so on. So the conversation's going well, and now they're thinking, okay, so moving on from there, how does that actually work with people? So people are going to be steeped in an old way of life, and we want to teach them a new way of life. And it's at this point, you know, uh, everyone's calculating what does that mean, and suddenly realizing this means an awful lot of work. <laughs> as you can imagine, the father thinking, wow. Well, you know, I've got universes to create because that's part of my job. You know, I've got new worlds and all that kind of thing. So I'm going to be kind of busy. Love to help out a little bit, but, you know, I've got to do all that. And Jesus is saying, you know, well, I've already done my bit. You know, I've been, become the sacrificial lamb. And now, really, I'm, I'll stand before the Father and I'll pray about everything. That'll be my job. And then the Father has this great idea. I know, why don't we... Why don't we not change them, their old thing? Why don't we just kill them? <laughs> Why don't we just kill them and raise up new people? And we'll just teach them how to be new. When Jesus is dying on the cross, why don't we put all of them on the cross with him so that he dies, he dies as them and they die with him? And then when he goes into the grave... We'll take them all into the grave. And then, um, and then when he's raised from the dead, they'll all be raised from the dead with him. And we'll call it, we'll call it, we'll call it being born again. And, and we'll have this, we'll, we'll, we'll do this little ceremony and we'll call it baptism. And we'll just, we'll basically throw them into a big, you know, tub of water and we'll press them underneath and all their sins will be left behind and they'll come out as new people so they can enter into everything that we're doing. And then, if they are born again, then they become new people and then we'll just teach them how to become new. So Holy Spirit, you get the job. Jesus gets the job of killing them off. <laughs> right? So we'll kill them off with him. And then when he goes into hell and dumps all the sin and everything, he will dump all of that. And then when he comes out and is resurrected in his new form, they will all be they'll all be made in the likeness of his resurrection. And then we'll just teach them how to be new. And the old thing will not be there anymore. It'll be dead. And then we'll give them permission to consider themselves to be dead to sin and alive to us. And you get the job of working on their new man. And of course, the new man is going to be Jesus, the second Adam. He's going to be the new man. So then we'll, we'll, um, when they get born again, Christ will come into them and they'll be in Christ. And then you, Holy Spirit, you get the job of teaching them how to be like Jesus. Brilliant. We'll kill them all off. <laughs> Excellent. That sounds like a great idea. So then, um, you know, and we'll, put, we'll give them a book that's a cheat sheet, the best cheat sheet in the world, and we'll call it the Bible. And we'll give them verses like this. I've been crucified with Christ. No, I didn't say that right. It's like, 
This is how you say this verse, right? I've been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live in my old man, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life that I'm now living I, in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Amen. It's like, it's no longer I that live. Yeah? So, all I'm doing right now is, there is no old me, it's dead. There's just this new me, and I get to unlearn everything. I get to learn how to be a brand new person. I get to learn how to see differently, think differently, speak differently, act differently. I get to learn to be exactly like Jesus. And I become a present, future person. This is who I am now, and this is who I'm becoming in Christ. So, and I love in in, uh, Romans 6, I love all of the certainties where the language is so huge in this chapter. Listen to these phrases. Do you not know? Therefore we have. Certainly we shall. Knowing this. Freedom from sin. We believe that. Knowing that. Even so consider yourselves. All that language is interactive with what God is actually doing in your life. He's like he's saying, we're no longer doing that. This is what we're doing. And so we're learning that Death to self is not an action on our part because Jesus did that. Death to self is a consequence of being in Christ. That as I am alive to God, I'm automatically dead to sin. As I'm focused on the new man, the old man stays where it is. It's dead. And so here we are. We're not just... The goal for us is not to play dead, it's just to stay dead. Yeah? And God is giving us permission, consider yourself dead to sin. So if God has crucified me in Jesus, then I can't kill myself. Right? And that's not what he's asking. I'm already dead. All I'm doing is staying dead. Yeah? So don't play dead. Stay dead. Yeah. 